Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text is pretty short. It's three words. Let's say them together. Come to me. Come to me. Lord, as we look at these words and the other words in the, in the context, we pray you would encourage us all to come to you with confidence knowing that you love us and you receive us graciously and take our burdens away. In Jesus' name, amen. Come one and all. Have you ever heard that saying? Come one and all. There's one man who used to say it. I've never heard it again, but one man who was the chairman of our second parish in New Zealand, that was his little slogan, you know, if he write up a signboard about something that was happening in our church. Come one and all. And I said to Joy the other day, I said, come one and all. Who, who said that? And she said, Bill Groves. She knew immediately who it was. Come one and all. This was the invitation, yes, that I've just said. It's a good invitation though, don't you think? It flows out of our text for today, whether he knew that or not, um, because it has two points in it. Come every individual, come one, and uh, come everybody else as well, come all. So Jesus always stops for, to help the individual. Have you noticed that? He always stops for the individual. You remember the woman uh, who snuck in when he's in the house of this pious Pharisee, hypocritical Pharisee and she's kneeling at his feet and anointing them with oil and Jesus' attention is on her and he loves her and forgives her. And of course, um, Jesus says to the man, and this has got nothing to do with the sermon, but Jesus says to the man, he says, do you see this woman? And I don't know what he said, I think he was silent. But this man had seen nothing but this woman. His whole attention was focused on this woman and he was getting angry and furious with Jesus and so on. And it says, it even tells us what he was thinking in his heart about Jesus and this woman. And what about the, the, the woman, remember, who came, snuck up behind him and touched his garment? In a great big crowd and the disciples said, well, this is a massive crowd, how can... How can you know if anyone's even touched you? But Jesus knew the one person who was desperate had touched him and needed his care and his love and his forgiveness and salvation. And then Jesus really said, come everybody as well. Jesus always goes out of his way for the sake of the whole crowd. You know, he sees a whole crowd of people and he starts to teach them. And we've got lots of illustrations of that. But he doesn't just stop at teaching them, he feeds them. He feeds them and he heals heaps of people amongst the crowd that have got problems. And today he invites each one of us, individuals, each one of us, come to me. In the, in the end, that's a personal invitation. Come to me, each one of you. Jane, come to me. And each one of you, uh, Ian, our chairman, come to me, come to me. And it's not just a one-off invitation, it's a daily invitation. Come to me, start your day with me. But this invitation is extended to all of us. Come one and all, all of us, extended to them, to us. 
As Jesus said once upon a time, let the children come to me, all the children. And it's such a powerful invitation, this invitation. And Jesus says on another occasion, he says to individuals, follow me, follow me. Peter and John and you and me, follow me. Don't just come and sit in church with me. Come and follow me out in the rough and tough of life where people need to be loved and cared for. Jesus invites us to come to him and we will discover that when he, what he says about himself is true because in this text he tells us something he never tells us anywhere else. I am gentle and humble in heart. That's what I am. Jesus has a heart of love and kindness for each one of you. Jesus does not have a bossy heart, but a compassionate heart. Jesus is Lord, that's true, but Jesus is also love, and that's equally true. Jesus is holy, and that's true. He is amazingly holy and different from us. But above all, Jesus is forgiving, so he breaks down the barriers between us and him. Jesus did not come to, con to condemn and exclude, as some people think he did, but he came to welcome and to include. He is inclusive in every way. Goodbye. Yes, goodbye indeed. <laughs> come to me, come to me, Jesus says to you, and you can come without fear. Because love drives out fear and Jesus is love and so there's no need to fear. Come to me, says Jesus to you, and you'll not find a finger pointing out your sins and making you feel guilty, but an out, outstretched arms welcoming you in a tight embrace. Come one and all is his invitation. Now, there's three points and you might think the sermon's nearly over, but we come to our three points now, and I've done this long before Pastor Ben uh, appeared on the scene. By the way, we all comment on Pastor Ben's three points because I was Ben's pastor at one time in, in Adelaide. The first point, come all ragamuffins. Now, this is not a word I use a whole lot, but once upon a time when I was in Perth, I, uh, I lived very close to Kurong Bookshop which is a bit of a dangerous thing. And, and I could walk to it. I was so close I could walk to it. And one day, in fact, I know the date, 23-12-95, I walked to Kurong Bookshop and I saw a book there called The Ragamuffin Gospel. And it's, I think, the best book I've ever bought, especially because it would only cost two ninety five, and I couldn't believe a book could be so cheap. So I, I went home and I read a few pages of it, and this is in the afternoon, and I read enough pages to think, I've got to get more copies of this book. So I shot back to, to Kurong on foot, and I bought the whole stock. I can't remember, 20 or so copies they had. And, um, and then I probably had to get on with my Christmas sermons because, as I said, it was the 23rd of December. And, and then... But in the new year, there was um, Youth Assembly, Emma, 
Did you ever go to a youth assembly? It's way beyond before your time. Well, there was youth assembly in Perth, and and I took this book along and I handed it out to to uh, as many as I could at youth assembly, and so it went all over Australia. Then I imagine because they were from all over Australia. So, it's a book that shows how God is such a welcoming God and welcomes. As, as he calls it, the ragamuffins. And I might say the failed Catholic priest who wrote it was one of those ragamuffins. And that's why he experienced grace in such a mighty way when he discovered grace. Let's think about the woman at the well. You know, Jesus meets her and she's got a, a, a suspect reputation and Jesus tr- treats her with respect and, and shows that he's the Messiah the only person he'd shown, he ever showed that he was really the Messiah. And, and she rushes off to tell everybody in her village, all the people who hate her, she tells them about this Jesus she's met and they all come racing out to hear this Jesus. A transformed life, you see. And what about the man who was filled with evil spirits? Remember that man in the, in the cemetery, you know, most scaring sort of a picture. And Jesus comes and talks to him and drives the evil spirits out of this man and they go into the pigs and they run down into the lake and this shows you it's it's a heathen territory because Jewish farmers don't grow pigs Um, and then and then he then he, he gets down at Jesus feet you see he falls at Jesus feet and he just wants to be with Jesus and Jesus says to him he says, no, you go, you go back home in this heathen territory that you're from and you tell everybody. And he goes to tell all the villagers. You know, the people tell Jesus to tick off because they're scared of Jesus. And then this man is sent back to these people. And when Jesus comes back to that area sometime later... They're all welcoming Jesus. So this man had gone around telling everybody how good Jesus is, you see. And so they were excited now to welcome Jesus into their their area. Jesus loved these ragamuffins so much, he got the reputation, as our text says, of being a, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Just imagine your pastor the pastor we're going to get comes with a reputation of being a glutton and a drunkard. How would you like that? How would you? It's a dreadful reputation. But you know what? It is the most wonderful reputation, I think, because it lets you know that this man understands you. He cares about you. He feels for you because... In some, he's been mixing with these people all the time. And this is your God. This is your God we're talking about. The God who comes down and mixes with the ragamuffins. Everyone's welcome in his presence, no matter how sinful they are. Jesus, love, uh, Jesus loves them. His lo- he is love and he loves all people. And he invites all people, come to me, come to me. Come to me and confess your sins. I've died for them. I've died for them. My blood has been shed for all your sins. So come, 
and I forgive you. I forgive you for them. Come to me and repent of your sins. And repent sounds like an awful word, but it's the most good, it's the best word possible because it just simply really means turn around and come to Jesus. And I'll cleanse you. I'll cleanse you. And I'll give you a brand new life, born again life, born 50 years ago. It's a pure gift of grace. There's nothing you can do to make Jesus love you more and there's nothing that you can do to make Jesus love you less, says Philip Yancey in another really great book. And what's that great book? What's so amazing about grace? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord who loves and welcomes ragamuffins. Now, the second point, come all little children. Jesus loved children. When the disciples tried to stop mothers from bringing their children to Jesus, he said, let the children come to me. And when the disciples asked Jesus, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What did he do? He took up a child. And he said, whoever becomes humble like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And he said that to all the smart aleck theologians who were standing around him. This is the greatest one, this little child. And by the way, little child has a double meaning because it means new Christians or little children, whatever the case. Jesus is humble and he loves children because they too are humble. Maybe not as humble as they once were in Jesus' time, but humble because they are pretty open about things, aren't they? They'll tell you stuff. They'll just be open, whereas we hide a lot of things because we don't want people to know what's going on inside us. Sadly, the so-called wise religious leaders had their eyes and hearts closed to the loving heart of Jesus, and they rejected him. What a tragedy. But Jesus praises his father that he next turns to the children and he shows them how loving and kind he is to the children. You remember when Jesus enters Jerusalem, as it said in our text today, humble and riding upon a donkey. And the children, we're told in one of the Gospels, I think it's Luke, the ch- no, John probably, the children sing Hosanna to the son of David. And Jesus commends them for it. But the religious leaders condemn them for it. And remember, Jesus said, look, if you stop them from singing, who's going to take up the chorus? The stones. The stone, not the rolling stones, but the, the stones will sing praise to God. On the mission field, it's often the children who lead the way in believing in Jesus and in praying for people to be healed. The children come to Jesus in faith. They believe what he says. They believe that what he did then, he will do today. They're not smart intellectuals like we often become and say, no, 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 that's the science is against it and so on. No, they believe it. And they pray for people and they're healed. They're healed, just like that. And I'm talking about Mozambique and especially here. In our Christian primary schools, it is the children who sing their hearts out in love for Jesus. 
And I think that's still happening here. It's the children who sing their hearts out for Jesus. But in our Christian colleges, the lips of most are sealed. What's happened? What's happened when we move from being a child to being a little bit older and a bit smarter and, and, and yet we're becoming stupider in a way because we don't get it with Jesus anymore? How sad. In Vietnam, there's a different spirit at work. Both the children and the adults sing their hearts out to Jesus. Their hearts are open. Their hearts are like coming because they, they're just hungry for Jesus. What he, they don't even know about Jesus, but the moment they hear, their hearts receive Jesus. Many of these are relatively new Christians they rejoice at the love of Jesus which has welcomed them from the hopelessness of their former lives and into the arms of this loving father Jesus Christ a loving father of Jesus thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our lord who welcomes all the children and then last point come all who are weary and burdened come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. In our madly rushing age, this might be the whole lot of us. In our busy age, where most no longer take time to worship with God's people and to meditate on God's word, more than ever we need to respond to this gracious invitation to come, come and be with me. Take time out from all your schedule. And I, I told you right at the start, God says that you should take one day a week out. And of that one day a week, you should take time out together with your Christian brothers and sisters to learn from me. Come to me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. This is not an invitation to turn from busy, busy, like people say, how are you going? Oh, busy, busy. No, it's not an invitation to, to leave that behind uh, and, and, and just sit on the couch and slouch around and watch meaningless television, if you still do that. There are, Jesus actually says, learn from me and find rest for your troubled souls. And find that in my love for you and in my just being with me. There are many burdens in following me, Jesus says. Many burdens. There are many sufferings, he says, in being my disciples. Many. We're not talking about cosy Christianity here. One, one Sunday a month or two or something like that. We're talking about full following of Jesus. But he says, you be yoked with me and I'll share your load. Just as I've been I have borne all the burdens of your sins and guilt and the judgment of the law, I've shared all that on the cross. I've taken it all away on the cross so that you don't have to carry that. So when you come to me and are yoked to me by faith, you will find rest for your souls for your inner being. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
when we are yoked to our loving Saviour, we discover that when our heavy burden is shared, left at the cross, it is a burden made light. So how do you see Jesus? This beautiful text shows you the real Jesus, not a Jesus with a pointing and accusing finger, but a gentle and loving Jesus with arms outstretched to welcome you into his Father's home. Here you see the Jesus with outstretched arms on the cross and now with outstretched arms to welcome you into the Father's kingdom. Sadly, in Jesus' time and in our time, very many reject the invitation and miss the celebration because that's what they're missing. But listen to the final invitation and we have to turn, we should read the book of Revelation as often as we can, especially the last chapters. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. What an invitation. And listen to our response. The response of the bride, and we are the bride, we the church are the bride. The spirit and the bride say, come. So now it's turned, turned right around. We're, Jesus is saying to us, come, and now we're saying to him, now come, come Lord Jesus. And let the one who hears say, come Jesus. And let the one who is thirsty, come, come to Jesus. And Jesus says, yes, I'm coming soon. Seems a long time to us, but I'm coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, we say. Come unto me, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, that you welcome all of us who are weary and burdened and all the little children and all the ragamuffins. You welcome us into your kingdom of grace. Amen and amen. And dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for that welcome. Help us each to welcome your welcome, to say yes to your welcome and to come and celebrate with you on earth and in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.